Hello and welcome to Sir Thriver Unleashed. I'm Reno Romano, your host and a Sir Thriver and advocate for survivors of child sexual abuse and sexual assault. This show is all about the endless positive possibilities of Sir Thriving after sexual abuse. So let's get started with today's program. Welcome to Sir Thriver Unleashed. I'm so excited about my guest today, and her name is Melva LaJoy, and she is an event planner, a community activist, a public speaker, and founder of event planning firm LaJoy Plans in D.C. She is a Sir Thriver of sexual assault, gang rape, and child molestation. Melva, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's an honor. Thank you. Oh, it's an honor to have you. Thank you. You know, um, the the basis of the show is to show other survivors the endless positive possibility of their potential after trauma, of, of life after trauma, to show them that recovery and healing is possible. And you're, you are a perfect example of that. Thank you. Cause it's, yeah. it's absolutely true. Abundance is available for all of us. Oh, I like that. Say that again. Abundance is available for all of us. Oh, I like that. We're going to put that in the show notes for <laughs> sure. For sure. I like that. You know, um, since that's my mission, my vision, because there are millions of us and there are there are millions who are struggling, who haven't found help yet. Yeah. Um, how did you and why did you decide to get help and and um, recover and heal? What was your maybe the turning point that said, I'm going to work on this? For me, the turning point happened in college. I was sitting with a male friend, and I think that's important to mention since my gender identity is female, Mm -hmm. and I had a moment of complete vulnerability, a moment I hadn't had in 10, 10, 15 years where I shared the story of my childhood. I shared some other things. And in that moment, he gave me a gift. He saw me without judgment. He saw me, flaws and all. And for me, that was a signal that I'm lovable. I'm worthy. I just got to do the work. I just got to do the work. Because when you go through trauma, or at least it's my belief that when you go through trauma, sometimes you can take on trauma as your only identity. And mm. what that transaction, that moment between a friend that I still have today signaled to me is that my trauma is just one layer of my tapestry. And who I am as a woman, as Melvilla Joy, is dynamic diverse, uh, eclectic, joyful, and yes, I'm a survivor. And so that began doing the work, which for me started with therapy, dedicated therapy. Good for you. Good for you. Bravo. And congratulations on um, 
making it through that. And I, I think you'll agree that even though we've gone through therapy, that I think evolution of who we are becoming, becoming our potential is an evolution and it's ongoing. One thing I thought when I went through therapy, uh, let's see, probably 31 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, a long it. time ago. Don't look it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, I thought it was one and done. Mm-hmm. You know, I went through therapy, I accepted it, and I was okay. But I think through the years, I realized that I still have things to work on. It's not a one and done process. Would you agree with that? We have to continually evolve. 100%. And I would add to that, that I'm so grateful that that's part of the process. I I like that. And why are you grateful that it's part of the process? I think um, for a couple of things. So I think that age gives you a repository of empathy. I think it gives you the opportunity to share lessons learned. I think it also allows you not to take yourself so seriously. And we keep a mental Rolodex of the very simple truth that this too shall pass. This is temporary. Everything's temporary. That's why. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And I know I've had another Sir Thriver on and I consider you a survivor. And and um, the reason I trademark that word is because survivor was okay. And I am a survivor and I'm proud of that. Been thriver, but I want people to know that my past has made me who I am. Mm-hmm. And, and when people say, don't let your past define you, I say, oh, well, wait, it does. I don't focus on the crime. And the harm that was committed against me, I focus on the courage, strength, and tenacity. Yeah, That's what defines me, to persevere. And I can see that, that you've done that too. So can you help us here to how has your experience maybe uh, help, you know, change your outlook on life or, or would you have had a different outlook had you not gone through what you did? I think it completely changed my outlook. I'm not sure that I would, how do I want to say this, Um, take up space for others that are hurting. So my family would say that I have a gift that for my friends, for my mentees, even my colleagues, that I'm a safe space. And I think that I'm able to be that person because I understand in such a unique way what it feels like to be unsafe, unheard, and invisible. And so part of who I want to be in every interaction is someone who sees you and can hear you and believe you. Um, So that's one. And then I think, too, in my work, so I'm an event planner, Mm -hmm. but I have devoted and created a business in service of other organizations who are having societal impact. And I'm not completely sure if um, being a servant, being using my gifts for social justice and advocacy would have shown up in the same way had I not had the experiences that I've had. Oh, 
So that's good that you recognize that. So there's some blessings in the trauma that we go through. And I think that's huge for survivors to hear that message. So thank you for bringing that up because you may not be the person you are today had you not gone through what you went through. Absolutely. You know, I heard a phrase, I can't take credit for it, but I want to share it. And they, um, someone said to me, your trauma is a gateway to your triumph. Oh, yeah, I like that. Your trauma is a gateway to your triumph. And so what I believe is that we are all blessed. It, are things perfect? No. But as long as I have breath, I have an opportunity for my next triumphant moment. Right. And to me, right. that's such a gift. That is a gift. And being here today is a gift to other survivors. And that is, you know, my whole mission is to show them that healing and recovery is possible. Mm -hmm. And people say, um, like I said before, don't let your past define you. I say, no, it, but it does. But because I focus on the, the courage and strength and what you said I'm grateful for everything I've gone through. Yes. Because it's made me who I am today. And I like me and I can tell you like yourself, which is huge, (laughs) you know, and when we're going through trauma, we tend to not love ourselves or Mm. like ourselves because we blame ourselves. And right. I think absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not our fault. And, and our perpetrators make us not like ourselves. So I want, survivors to know that. I'm so glad that you're here and you're sharing your message because it's very powerful and you can see the healing and recovery that you've done. And who are some of the people maybe that, you know, have helped you in your past, help you get to where you are today? Oh, so many, but I'm going to have to start at the top. My father, my namesake, Melvin. I am Melva. My father uh, was my first love. He was my first love. You were daddy's girl? Absolutely daddy's girl. And I am sitting in the beauty of that love since he passed on May 7th. So um, I'm sorry for your loss just recently. Just recently. Absolutely, my dad. Um, the second person that, and I've never said his name, so I'll just say his first name is Keltrick. And he's that college friend that I first told my story to. And he has shown up for me now years and years and years later. And then the third category of people I would say is my tribe, my survive thriver tribe, Mm -hmm. people who were my foundation when I felt like I couldn't stand, people who gave me space, people who encouraged me, so many names to mention. Um, That's my community. That's great. And it's good that you had family members and friends who supported you. There are so many survivors out there, and I've had many survivor friends who didn't have the support and and, and and encouragement that you and I have had. Mm-hmm. And what I want to say to those listening, if you didn't have the same 
encouragement as Melvin and I have had. Find those friends, find those Celtrics who are out there that will help you because they are there. So I have to ask you, have you been in touch with Celtric over the years? Keltrick and I are still very close. I would say right. his wife is probably one of my best friends. Oh, he's, that's fantastic. Yeah, he's a constant in my life. Good. Well, I hope you share all the shows that you're on and, and share this with him because we all need a Keltrick in our life. Mm-hmm. We all need someone that believes in us and will allow us to just sit and listen to our story as in my TED talk, TEDx talk, healing from sexual abuse can start with one word. I talk about how the importance of making telling safe for survivors. And when we share our story, we just need people to listen without interruption or judgment. Yes. And that's what you said Keltrick did for you. And I think that's so instrumental in our healing, wouldn't you say? 100%. Because, and we know this, so many times, to your point earlier, we're blamed, or we're not heard, or someone tries to rationalize what happened. And it it diminishes what we're trying to say, and it prevents us from healing. Absolutely. It shames us into silence again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It absolutely shames us into silence. And that's one thing I think I said, I grew tired of being ashamed of crimes I did not commit. You Mm -hmm. know, people, you're you're a survivor of child molestation too. So am I. But when I tell people that I, I was raped as a young adult in my early 20s, you know, they do blame survivors. And what were you wearing? What were you doing? Well, I was at home asleep in my own bed. What do you mean? What was I wearing? You know, child molestation, we don't get that victim blaming as we do as adult survivors. And I want survivors to know it's not your fault. And we have to get rid of that stigma too. Absolutely. You know, I, I like what you said about not taking responsibility for the crime. And what I would say is I no longer shrink myself to make others feel comfortable, period, full stop. I love that. Say that again. I no longer shrink myself to make others comfortable, period, full stop. You're owning your truth. You're standing strong in your truth. You didn't commit the crimes. And that's what I want our listeners to hear, Melva. Survivor, you did not commit the crime. You are not responsible for what they did to you. No matter what you did, where you were, what you were saying, anything, you are not responsible. And that's what we've got to change in this society, Mm -hmm. that the perpetrator is responsible for these crimes. Why? Are we having to take on that responsibility? It just drives me crazy. Anyway, I want to get back to Melba. Yeah, I know, right? We can go on all day long. That's (laughs) a whole episode. That's a whole episode. That is a whole episode, isn't it? We'll have to have you come back. Yeah, maybe. uh, You know what? I think I'll have some pasts or thrivers come on and do a panel 
and maybe do an hour long, hour and a half show, have you on the panel with a couple of, of the other past. I love that. I think that would be a great idea. You know, um, you said something about you're no longer shrinking. And I like the quote that Maya Angelou said. She says, I'm, I can be changed by what happened to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. Word, right? Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite quote out there that you live by? I don't know that I can quote it um, verbatim, but funny, you can't see it on this wall. We have a mural of Maya Angelou, ironically, in all of her quotes. I'll have to send it to you after. Um, But she said something about um, living her life with joy, style, and grace. And I'll have to find the quote, but um, what I like about that, and we all, most people know Maya Angelou's story, Mm -hmm. and I am drawn to women who are complex and diverse, Um, but I love that she was committed to putting a stake in the ground for her joy, for her peace, regardless of past circumstances. And so what I would add is you said, don't let, you know, people say, don't let the past define you. I would say, and I just came up with this, let the past enhance you. Ooh, I like that. You just gave me that. Let the past enhance you. We're going to quote you on that, Melva, (laughs) and put your name on it. And I want you to go write that down after this and make make a meme. You think so? You think that's something? Okay. Heck yeah, that's something. Say it again. Don't let the past define you. Let it enhance you. Yeah. Isn't that I what she said? Right. That I think I, that's right. I well, think we'll have right. the recording, so. <laughs> and we'll be listening to it. That is awesome. But it's true. Yeah, I had another survivor on. She says, um, we must grow through what we went through. Mm-hmm. I think that was Whitley. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. That's a good one. I know that's, that's another good one. And that's why I have you on the show today. Cause I knew you'd have some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you've had people help you in the past. You've done a lot of healing and a lot of recovery. What is Melva up to these days? What is she doing as a survivor in her life and her business so that we can give these survivors hope? to help them create their dreams. What are you up to these days? So I'm going to start with my love story. I am newly married. April 17th. Congratulations. Thank you. And I will say that he was, is worth the wait, worth the healing journey, worth every delay or disappointment. Uh, He is the love of my life. So I am up to being immersed in my newlywed season. And it feels fantastic. Good for you. Uh, Thank you. Beyond that, in the business, um, I am up to serving the community. So later today, we actually are um, launching a special for all of the managed health care organizations about wellness, about the COVID vaccine, about community healing, anti-gun violence. So all of these issues that are important for us as a world to move forward, 
I'm so grateful to be on the sidelines of producing this beautiful product um, with my colleague, Sam. And then also in the personal life to honor the Melvin in me, my father, who uh, had dementia, I had the unique opportunity to raise, let me think, it's almost $4,500. Originally, it was $1,600 as a goal for dementia research um, and advocacy and support work. And so I would tell anyone listening that my life feels full. And the healing was a part of getting to this moment. And I'm so glad, so glad that I'm here. And, I, and I'm glad you're here too. Thank you for sharing that. And congratulations on the new uh, marriage. That's wonderful. And I waited till I was 41 before I ever got married. So uh, yeah, I'm glad I waited because I found a Thank good you. one. Yeah. Don't rush into stuff. Yeah. You don't have to, you know, I always knew that, that a man was not going to come in and fix my life. I had, I, yeah, I knew that I had to fix myself and I didn't know that I couldn't let someone love me until I learned how to love myself. And that's so important. So I think that's a great message to share with survivors today. Um, yeah, we have to learn to love ourselves before we can allow love in, and that's okay. And give yourself some grace and space. Absolutely, because here's the thing. Um, he does not complete me. You know, I don't like that phrasing. I get it's good for movies. And I Oh, yeah, it's a great movies. movie line. He <laughs> completes me. No, I, I actually had to complete me. And by the way, he had to complete himself and together, that is magical. But when you are waiting on someone to fill your um, gaps or the holes in your heart, I personally think, I'm not a relationship expert, but I don't think you can sustain on a foundation that isn't built and nurtured and groomed from the ground up. You've got to do the work. You've got to do the work and it's worth it to do the work. And, and it can be work. I don't it want to sugarcoat work. any of it. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. It is work, but you're worth it. I'm worth it. Melva, you're worth it. Survivor that you're listening, you're worth it. Worth it. If you're listening today, you're a survivor, you're worth it. Keep going. Learn how to love yourself because that's what was so beat out of us with mm. with the constant abuse or the words that they said that were not worthy but we are and we have i think the first person i had to really learn to love and forgive was myself you agree <laughs> yes you too 100 percent, 100 percent. because i would say and since we um share the journey of of being child child survivors through adulthood, I would say that it was a lot of reprogramming, right? Reprogramming. Yep. Am I beautiful? Am I lovable? Am I intelligent? Um, am I worth putting in the effort? And so to your point, it's not an easy process, but it is a worthwhile one. 
Yes. And once you're going through it, even though it can be difficult in the moment, once you get through it, you're like, dang, girl, I survived that. I went through that. I did it. I am strong. Um, That's something to celebrate. And that's the thing. Uh, I have a program called Sir Thriving After Sexual Abuse, and it shows survivors how not to compare ourselves to other people, Mm. because that is such a confidence killer when we do comparisons. Um, And I I tell them to start a celebration list of all the accomplishments, small, big or small. And, you know, I was reading through your bio. And I saw that you won. You've had some great accomplishments. You just got married. You have your own business. But you also won the Alice J. Paul Award for your work with organizing a community rally for college age survivors. So what inspired that to for you to do that? And, and I'm going to put a second part on that. Mm-hmm. When we heal and we work on ourselves and when we help others heal, we continue to heal. Mm-hmm. So, so what inspired you won the Alice J. Paul award. So tell me about that. Tell me about the community rally and, and what inspired that to come about. What inspired me was the next generation. So the event was a take on take back the night, which is, mm-hmm a rally and an opportunity for survivors to um, be together in community. But there was a freshman student. Her name was Jessica. And she was at the point in her survivor journey. I don't want to overspeak for her, but she wanted to bring the community together. And as an advisor, um, asked me to be a part of this journey with her. And so we did. And I remember the first year, I want to say it it was some time ago, but let's say there was at least 500 survivors and supporters. It was for both. And the event started, I want to say at six o'clock, and we talked until the wee hours of the morning. And so that event, at least my participation in that event, was to really facilitate the conversation of male survivors, female survivors, childhood abuse, rape, domestic abuse, really um, conveying the message that you're not alone. You can get through this. There's support for you. And there's a journey beyond this. And how I know that, so fast forward. So I got that award. Jessica nominated me. Wonderful. Um, my mom and dad were there. It was it was wonderful. And then many years later, I would go to her wedding. Full oh my circle. goodness! I would well, go to her wedding. Yeah, that is full circle. Good yeah. for you. Congratulations. When when did you do the rally? I did my first take back <clears throat> the night here in Tampa. It was in 2015. So my first take back the night ever as a participant was. 2002, that specific rally existed, I want to say 2004 through 2010, maybe 2011. I'd have to look at that, but 
that Wonderful. was the time frame. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. So something I, I mentioned earlier when I was, you know, talking about you winning that award that I find there was um, Mark Twain. If you ever heard of Mark Twain. And I have. Our younger <laughs> listeners, viewers might not know who he is, but um, he was a storyteller and author. Mm-hmm. And he said something. He says, the best way to cheer yourself up is to go cheer others up. Hmm. And I love that because to me, it's saying when you go help others heal, you continue to heal. Mm-hmm. And you think that's true? I do. I 1000% think that's true. Part of the reason why my life is so full is because I am bringing others along. Mm. And it's not for me. I don't I don't need the credit, but there are moments where I see someone and I know their journey and we share a look and I know they're in a better place. Actually, as a matter of fact, I met with a mentee earlier this week and she has been going through her uh, challenging season. And I saw her and she had this lightness, her shoulders were back. And I said to her, welcome back. Ah, Welcome back. And no one knows what we talked about. It wasn't an Instagrammable moment. Not that there's anything wrong with it. But that type of work, um, that giving back, it, it is healing. It's restorative. It's affirming. Um, That's great. Yeah. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. You know, I, I tell survivors, you know, I was on Oprah. I did a TEDx talk. And and people are ashamed or afraid to come out with their story and they don't have to go on the Oprah Winfrey show unless they want to, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or do a TEDx talk. But we need to find someone safe to tell. And if you want to do volunteer work, if you want to do advocacy work, you don't have to tell everybody I'm a survivor, I'm a survivor, unless you want to. But you must get help and keep going through the evolution of becoming who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid of that, but you don't have to announce it to the world yeah. unless you want to. Um, but you do have to talk about it and you, and you must get help on that note, Melba, what is, you know, what is one lesson that you've learned that you would like to share with, with survivors or your younger self? What is something that, Really, you've you've gone through, you've thought about the lesson that uh, you could share with survivors or your younger self. You know, <clears throat> what's coming up for me in this moment, and I and it changes. Um, but where I am sitting now is this specific message. There is purpose in your process and in your pain. There's purpose in your process and in your pain. And my younger self couldn't really conceptualize that because I was mad. I was why me? I was all of the things. But now I am so clear that every situation had a necessary process for me to get to this woman you see before you and that the pain while I wouldn't want to do it again, right? 
wasn't necessarily fully about me. It wasn't fully about me. What do you mean by that? Yeah, for me, I think that um, if I can be so bold as to say it, I think that what I went through, um, that I was equipped to go through it, I didn't understand it at the time, and that I am a vessel to to demonstrate to others that you can get through. I'm not perfect. I've made a lot of mistakes, sure, but you can get through this. And I think because I am in a position to share my story, that's where I am, that I can use the pain for good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, because we're, we talk a language that maybe people who haven't gone through trauma wouldn't understand. Hmm. Yeah, I understand. Everything I've gone through has made me who I am today. Would I want to go through it again? No. (laughs) I get you on that one, girl. Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to go through that again. But I understand people who are going through it now. And I like to tell people it's not a race to become your potential. Give yourself some space and grace to become who you want to become, who you're meant to become. And we cannot allow the crimes committed against us to to keep us from becoming our potential. When we're stuck in that pain and the hate and the anger, it is so hard to see our way out of that darkness. But this is why I want to have this show so that survivors can see that there is, um, you know, a magnificent. It's a tough journey, but it's a journey worth taking. And I want what I want people to see, Melva is look how much strength it takes to hide your shame, mm. to, to hide your truth. Mm. Think about that. I want the, I'm getting goosebumps when I think about this. I want people to think about, think about all the strength it takes to just get out of bed in the morning, to hide your truth, to hide your <laughs> shame and act like nothing's wrong. You're doing the work already. Mm-hmm. You know, so how much harder can it be to 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 get through it than to do that? So be kind to yourself. What do you think? That's so good. That's so good because I have to say, <clears throat> excuse my voice. I have to say that part of the reason why I think I have joy and I have peace is that I wake up free. I am free. I am free of other people's expectations. I am free of the shame. I am free. And I have to tell you, in the moments where I wasn't free, where I was taking on, like showing up and everything's perfect and everything's fine, but inside having a slow death, I was exhausted. I couldn't have rich relationships because it was a surface interaction. And so my hope for any survivor is that they live free because Mm. you should, because you're worth it, because it's your right. And while trauma, um, the experience of trauma 
takes things in that moment, you, whoever I'm talking to, you still have you. That you is still so good. have you. Absolutely. So don't be afraid to do the work because you're already doing the hardest part mm-hmm. by, mm-hmm. by wearing that mask, by pretending oh. nothing's, that's harder work, I think. Yeah. Um, so good. This has been a great conversation. I, I'm so glad that you came on the show today. You know, I find myself, I like I said earlier, I went through counseling two years of group counseling years ago, 31 years ago. And later on, I've done hypnosis. I've done tapping. I don't know if you've heard hmm. of it. I've not it done that. It's EFT. It's an emotional freedom technique. It's really good. I did a session the other day because I still have boldness issues. Um, there's things that I, I'm still becoming the person I want to become. Absolutely. I, I'm 65 years old this year and I'm still becoming, I'm not done. And when we're done is when we take our last breath because we keep evolving and keep be, we keep becoming. We keep becoming. I, I, you know, I haven't read the book by Michelle Obama, but Becoming Michelle Obama. I love that title, Becoming Michelle becoming. And this is what I want survivors to know. Every day we're becoming mm. part of who we are. So wake up with a goal of today may not be perfect. Today, mm. you, you don't get it all done, but you're still becoming and just keep going. So when you find yourself, Melva, if you're slipping backwards into a negative thought or negative ideas or, you know, I, it's, it's like a wave, sure. right? What sure. do you do to pull yourself out of the darkness, out of the negativity that you could share with the survivors? What do you do? So there's a couple of things. One, uh, I keep a gratitude journal and I know when I'm veering off into a non-positive place, when I haven't written in a while. Mm. Every night, even if it's one thing, one thing, and that one thing could be the fabulous shower I had, 